Oh, hi there. Uh, this is Leaf. And this is Tess. And you are listening to the same Team Y'all podcast. It's old. Uh, thank you so much to the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble for playing that live from my daughter's bedroom just across the street. That was wonderful. That was wonderful. <laughs> oh my goodness, sir. Do you have an amazing inspirational quote oh my- to open the episode wait with? Wait a second. Wait a second. Don't we have <laughs> don't we usually have a little mandatory small slash crosstalk? You jump in straight to the quote. A lot. We can we can have small talk. Here, wait, wait. We'll do the small talk officially. How are you, Tess? <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> okay, l- let's ju- let's jump into this quote. Actually, I'll we tell you should, right now. We should though. We should tell anyone who's listening if it's mm. your first time. Thanks so much for joining us. We are two librarian best friends who uh, have this podcast mainly so we keep in touch with each other, but also to spread positivity. Uh, throughout the land and hopefully usher in a second era of good feelings and we do this by talking about stuff that we love and focusing on love and not things that we dislike or Mm -hmm. hate and then we also because the more you look at things look for things to love the more you will see and the more positive your life will be hopefully we also share tales from the libraries that we work at we share life lessons that we've learned, and we end the episode with a pause for positivity. And to our legacy listeners, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> to our legacy listeners, um, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> I have uh, one legacy listener in particular I'd like to shout out to our friend Jill. Jill has been very ill she's got the summer cold and i feel like the summer cold is like so much worse than a winter cold because you're not supposed to be sick in the summer and it just it hits different and i just want to send some love and kindness and some happy healthy vibes to our friend jill who's out there listening and also in the summer it's hot and sticky already and then you're sick and sticky and it's a bad combination that doesn't sound great you know though we are in the zone of no judging. So if you like being sick during the summer, I'm not going to judge you for it. You know, who am you I? You love being sticky. You know, who you am I? If you If you like, so I was, uh, <laughs> I was in the, in our teen area at my library and I was looking for something that was missing, a missing video game disc. Cause sometimes they fall like between the cracks mm-hmm, and stuff like that. Yeah. And every surface Every surface, the chairs, the floor, the walls, the table, the, 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 what is it called? Not an entertainment center, but like the, the rolling thing you mount the TV to, everything was just sticky. So I had to go through there and I had to wipe everything down and, uh, (laughs) Um, but you know what? If you guys, if any of our listening friends like being sticky, uh, let us know at, um, same team y'all at gmail.com or send us a tweet at same team y'all. We would love to know 
you like to get sticky yeah okay um yeah here's our quote so this um i actually wrote this down i had to go to um long-time listeners know about this but this i had to go to my serial killer journal (laughs) yeah this is this is number one number one i've almost filled up serial killer journal number two and this is a quote that i wrote down uh, when I was watching the special features for uh, a very lovely movie, The Tree of Life by Terrence, directed directed by Terrence Malick. Now, this is a, this is a quote from the book, um, The Brothers Karamazov. And, uh, and I actually looked that up, how to pronounce that. I think that's it, Kar- Karamazov. And uh, this is a quote from the book that the behind the scenes people uh, mentioned when they were talking about inspirations for the wonderful movie tree of life and just a heads up like the book involves it's a russian philosopher discussing big questions involving uh god and our place in the universe and uh the quote is uh brothers have no fear of man's sin love a man even in his sin for that is the semblance of divine love and is the highest love on earth love all of god's creation the whole and every grain of sand in it Love every leaf, every ray of God's life. Love the animals. Love the plants. Love everything. If you love everything, you will perceive the divine mystery in all things. Once you perceive it, you will begin to comprehend it better every day. And you will come at last to love the whole world with an all-embracing love. I love that. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's a good one. Um a lot, of, a lot of love in that quote. So much love. Look at this. It's like love the love the plant, love the tree, love the rock, love the desk. Sometimes I will admit, sometimes, and I'm sure plenty of our listeners can relate to this. Sometimes it's hard to love every part of mm. God's creation. Um, but Uh, When I'm having those thoughts and feelings, I often remind myself that I cannot see all of creation at once. And that even if the part that I'm in (laughs) is sticky (laughs) or, (laughs) or, or stressful or uh, negative or whatever, um, just reminding myself that that's not everything that if I could see everything that I would see all of the good and, and maybe the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. And the good that, that, like you said, that we can't see to bring it back of Tess and I are both uh, librarians and let's say we've got a, a nasty customer and uh, we don't know, maybe when they get home, they're a real sweetheart to their kids, or maybe they're nasty because something terrible happened or, you know, who knows? We're only getting one tiny piece of the story. I almost, my quote of the week almost was, did you see um, Mr. Ryan Dowd's um, email post today? I did. For it the was newsletter? Good. It was yeah. very good. I about printed cha- About like saving the world? Yeah. Yes. I printed it out. And so for, if we have any new listeners, uh, welcome. Um, Ryan Dowd is, um, I think the last episode we agreed he's Jesus, right? He's essentially... <laughs> He's essentially modern day Jesus, very close to it. Friend of the cast, I like to think of it. And uh, um, yeah, I printed it out and I put it above my desk because it was so good, right? Yeah. You can sign up for his newsletters, by the way. You don't have to be a news, uh, you don't have to be a librarian. (laughs) 
you can go if you just search for Ryan Dowd you'll find his web presence and you can sign up for his emails they're they're very uplifting they're really good he is um yeah like he focuses on the the how to accommodate and deal with patrons that are going through bouts of homelessness but his messages i think extend beyond that in a very big way um yeah, i would agree so ryan dowd for president uh, <laughs> 2024 um when is that t-shirt going for sale on his when is <laughs> when is that t-shirt i would buy that t-shirt ryan <laughs> let us know brother okay you ready to talk about some stuffs oh sure this <laughs> is Love it so much. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> and and listeners, if you're ever curious so what Tess and I look like, or to see our wonderful dance moves, or to <laughs> actually just watch, you can hear the podcast, but then have the added bonus of watching my face stare intently at the camera. Um, you can find us on YouTube at same team y'all. Why apostrophe A-L-L, and uh, we I, would love to see you there. I even wore a new shirt today. I noticed, Leaf, when I was uploading the videos that I wore the exact same <laughs> outfit for two podcasts in a row, and I thought to myself, maybe I'll switch it up a little bit. <laughs> you know what? That's okay, though. Freya and I, we were looking at, um, Freya was looking at pictures of when she was born, uh-huh. and she's looking at, like, she's born, like, she's a brand new <laughs> seconds old baby. And I'm holding her and Freya looks over at me and she goes, you're wearing the same shirt. <laughs> and uh, sure as us, she's not wrong. Uh, it's one of my, it's, it's one <laughs> I've got with. Fave shirts. It's one of my fave shirts. I, I don't own many shirts is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't own many shirts. So. <laughs> I don't either, which is why if you see them pop up yeah. more in the videos, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, Listen, our... librarians don't make a whole lot of money. We can't be spending all our money on new shirts for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, shall I kick us off? Kick it. Kick it. Period. <laughs> I was going to say something and then I was like, no, that's good enough. Kick it. <laughs> All right. By the way, just us chatting right now, I thought of a tale from the library. <laughs> inside inside podcasting, right before this, I confessed to Leaf that I didn't have a tale from the library, but I just thought of one. Yeah. Well, and it's like I said, we can we can discuss anything. Yeah. You know? Upcoming um, ALA election. Who knows? You know, <laughs> we could be the the hot spot for the ALA election news. <laughs> Who's gonna be the treasurer of ALA? <laughs> Um, okay, so the the first stuff that I've been loving lately is a um, TV show. Ooh, can I guess it? Uh, you can try. I don't think you will. Can we do ahead. 20 questions to guess it? <laughs> 20 questions? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> oh, it's, that's the standard amount of questions. I know, but for a podcast. <laughs> okay, can we do three questions? We'll do three questions, sure. That doesn't count as one of my questions. No, it doesn't. Okay. And neither um, does that one. <laughs> has this show come out um, recently, within this year? No, it's been out for a while. Okay. For the listeners, I'm making a, a grumpy I'm thinking face. Grumpy face. Um, does this show feature a um, white male protagonist? 
Yes. Damn, doesn't narrow it down at all. Um, <laughs> is this show on Disney Plus? No. Okay, I'm out of questions. What are we I'm watching? Out of questions. All right. Are we watching a TV show called The Chosen? Have you ever heard of this show? Uh, I think it's a thing I've seen. I didn't watch the show, but I think I saw it and I think I scrolled through and I was like, this looks interesting. And I didn't go past that. So um, I think you would really dig it, Leaf. It's a show about Jesus. Um, <laughs> That's actually, that's how I've heard of it is not just that I saw it, but um, some friends at work were talking about it. I have not seen it oh. though. But I've heard, saying, I've, what were they saying at work about it? They were saying that they were obsessed with it, is what they oh, said. Oh, wow. They were saying they were obsessed. Um, I, have to, I have to say, even if you are a person for whom now, and you might be listening to this podcast and thinking, wow, Leaf and Tess have been talking a lot about religion lately. And I don't know if I like that. I understand some people are kind of still processing their religious beliefs. Maybe they have some trauma associated with that, or maybe they feel like it's old fashioned and unappealing, but it it does happen to be a part of my life and a part of Leaf's life. So it will come up eventually. It will come up occasionally. Um, But I do think this show is just a really good show even if you're not particularly like um what am i gonna say like attached to jesus as a religious figure um it's a it's the story it's a story of his life as told in the gospels um but it's produced by people who are like writers for film and television and so their 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 goal is to tell the story but also tell it in a way that is uh legitimately entertaining and interesting and i think that they've achieved it um i uh i watched all of the first season and we're kind of like halfway maybe two-thirds of the way of the second season and there's a third season and they're currently filming a fourth season and the show is completely crowdfunded. Um, uh, it takes about a million dollars to make an episode of a high quality television show. And people are just giving them the money to do this, um, which is really interesting. Um, and uh, they also produce like an after show where they tell you exactly like where in the Bible they got inspiration. Is it like, um, what is it like talking dead, but it's like talking Jesus? Um, I mean, yeah. To, yeah. It's yeah. similar to that. And if you're wondering where can I watch? Wait, I got it. I got it. Instead of gospels, it's gospels. Like you're gossiping about gossiping it. About Goss- the gospels. Gospels. Yeah. Go- gospel. Gab- Gabin. Gabin the Gospels. I got nothing. Anyway, they should have you're come look, to me. You're workshopping it. You're I'm workshopping it. it. Yeah. Um, if you're wondering where you can watch it, um, it, there are DVDs of the show. Um, they, uh, 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 I think the first two seasons are on Amazon Prime. If you want to watch that, I think there's another streaming app that also has it. And then they have their own app, the Chosen app, and you can download that from the App Store and you can watch it for free um, via this app. Um, And it is, it's like a historical drama. It's telling his story. It gives backstories to the um, apostles. So, uh, because obviously we, I mean, we we can tell, we can have a show about these 12 guys who chose to follow this other guy, but like, it's more interesting if you're like 
interested in the characters and attached to them. And so they gave them all backstories and um, it's, it's a, like a really good show. And also Jesus is like, he's pretty cool. And also I have to say, um, as a Jewish person, really excellent Jewish representation oh. as there sh- as there should be since Jesus yeah. was Jewish and all of his disciples were Jewish. So um, it's really it's really cool to see that aspect of the show. It's it's really, really good, man. I, I don't know what else to tell you other than I've been loving watching it. <laughs> you know, so, you know, my next question I'm going to ask, how's okay. uh, how's the Mary situation? How's Mary? Now, which Mary are you talking? Oh, well, about? I'm talking about Mama Mary, of Mama course. Mama Mary is on the show. Yeah, yeah is she cool? She, she's really cool. Oh man, she's, she's really cool. Actually, Leaf, there's this, there's a really special episode. Tell me, where, please. I'm getting into this. This is getting me going. There's a really special episode where Mary talks about what it was like being the mother of Jesus and how when he was born, he needed her as all babies need their mothers. So even though she knew that he was this, you know, destined for all these grand things that were going to happen throughout his life. um, She also knew that he was a baby who needed to be taken care of. And then she, she's, she's talking about, and she says, basically as basically, as soon as he could walk and talk and feed himself, he didn't really need me anymore. Um, and that was kind of sad. It's kind of mm. wh- what a typical mother doesn't deal with. A typical mother deals with a child that maybe relies on them for their whole life, you know, in, in some way. And, um, and it, in this particular episode, Jesus has spent um, maybe like over 24 hours healing people. People have been coming to see him and he's been healing their maladies and he's exhausted when he comes back to camp and um, he needs her help. He needs her help. Um, she needs to help him get out of his shoes and wash his feet before he goes to bed. And he says, what would I do without you? Ima, Ima, which is the, um, the Hebrew word for mom. And I, oh, leaf uh, tears. tears. Yeah, of down course. My face. He it's- needs his mama. He needed it. And she and she was just talking about how like he doesn't need me anymore. And it's kind of weird to have a son that's so important. And then, you know, to be reminded that, you know, he's also human. It's 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 a really great show. I will tell you, there's something else that is um, very distinct about the way that they've chosen to tell the story. And um, yeah, Matthew, the apostle Matthew, who wrote the, the first gospel that appears in the new Testament. I think it's also the longest and most detailed gospel of his life. Um, They've chosen to portray Matthew as on the autism spectrum. And it makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. when you think about uh, again, how long and detailed his gospel was um, that um, he and he also uh, he was a a, a tax collector. Uh, and um, so he had kind of like more education than the other apostles. Um, and so he's always walking around with a notebook and he's always writing stuff down. And I was like, what an interesting way to 
um, explain that, you know, like mm-hmm. the differences. And, and so they, they do a lot of little things like that. And they do, they connect stories from the Bible in ways that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Um, and I, I would, it's, it's phenomenal. It really is an incredible piece of media. And I would recommend anyone who has interest in that um, to check it out. Even if it's just like, oh, I like historical dramas, you should check it out. Or if you're like, man, I'd like to learn more about that, uh, that guy and the things that he said, check it out. Um, I, it's, I, I think it's just really, really cool. And it's something that I've been loving. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it's, and I would say too, if we have any listeners and, and like talk of, of God and Jesus, a little bit of a trigger. Um, it's, it's real, a real easy fix for me anyways, you switch out the, the name Jesus and you replace it with Mr. Rogers. I mean, the, I mean, all joking aside, like if you have a difficult time with, that person jesus because it comes with a lot of extra baggage i mean just replace it with someone who who follows that lifestyle that also um i will i will i'll also say i've been thinking about this a lot lately (laughs) yeah that doesn't surprise me yeah uh, because i think about everything a Uh lot (laughs) it's Uh just my mo but um uh this has been stirring up some memories of my adolescence and in my adolescence i got uh involved in a christian youth group um and at first it was a super positive experience and then it turned into a uh a super negative experience that caused me to spiral into a spiritual crisis and lose most of my friends and i won't go into like I, the podcast isn't long enough for me to give you the whole story. Yes, that's but... got a hook right there. That's got a hook. And then, if you, but if you want the full story, remember to pick up Tessa's book that she's having. It's hitting Barnes and Noble shelves soon. I was about to say, <laughs> check out my spinoff podcast. Check out the spinoff podcast. We're <laughs> workshopping it right now. But um, because of this experience that I had as a teenager, I've I've had some baggage that mm. is associated with Christianity um, that I'm now realizing has very little to do with Jesus and and the things that he said that are in this book. Um, we've talked about this before. Yes. Like I had we've texted before and I was like, oh, boy, there's a lot of baggage that comes with it. And I've said multiple times, but if you pair all that away and you get to like the meat, the messages yeah. I can't argue, man. I'm on, I'm on that. I'm I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. So, um, it's, 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 it's really special and I'd recommend you go into it with an open mind. And I will say the guy who plays Jesus, I like want to hang out with him all the time. He's like super serene and Zen. And I think I, um, I think I saw, uh, I read, um, it's uh, Will Ferrell, right? That plays Jesus. Yeah, one of his serious roles. <laughs> it was either I was trying to decide who to make that. I was it was either going to be Will Ferrell or Jack Black. And Jack Black, maybe I mean he could be serious sometimes. I I saw yeah. the Super Mario movie, so or like uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Actually, all joking aside, Jim Carrey, right? Yeah, 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 you can see yeah, it. He's yeah. a little too old now. Um, but oh yeah. Yeah, they have to CG Jim Carrey, yeah, so it's have- Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey. <laughs> they have to DH him like Harrison Ford. Do anyway. not go in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, he's standing outside. 
he's standing outside like the cave where they're like hey is jesus in there or not and they're looking and then jesus standing outside do not go in there (laughs) (laughs) anyways the chosen Mm. is stuff i've been loving (laughs) i am for real gonna check that out because um I would love it. I would love if you would, because I would love to talk to you about it. I just want to tell you, if you are thinking about watching it and you're like, I'm super stoked to hang out with Jesus. The first two episodes, he is like a minor character now. (laughs) Well, that's you got to get him. You got to get him in the door. They they do a lot of like introduction. Mm -hmm. You like meet some of the other characters and you kind of, they sort of set up the world for you too. Like if you're kind of unfamiliar with the time in which is it, is it Herod, Herod, right? right. Like this like time period in which like, why, why was he such a big deal? Like it kind of has to set up, set that Mm. up for you. How about Joseph? How's Joseph? Oh, um, Joseph, uh, we haven't, we don't, he's not alive when Jesus is, um, doing his ministry. So we don't get to meet Joseph. He is in a flashback. Um, Is he cool? He was cool. Yeah. 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 I imagine he's like, Hey, like, cause Joseph is to me, he's like, he's the cool stepdad, right? And he's like, Whoa, this is crazy. You know, what is going on around here, Mary? I guess. I'm just building chairs and stuff. Okay, I'm going to show you how to do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to call me dad, you know? Like, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, Our episode's going to be so long, but that's okay, you know? <laughs> Listeners, I don't get to hang out with Tess too often. Uh, stuff I'm loving. Um, Let me think about this. A year and a half ago, I um pre-ordered something. I bought something. I spent money on it. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then I got an email saying, hey, that thing you bought um, back in, uh, oh, God, maybe it was even more than a year or two ago. Let me think. Two or two and a half years ago, it's coming in the mail. Congratulations. And I was like, oh, I forgot all about it. This is exciting. So it came in the mail on uh, the day before July. It's a little video game handheld. So this is a little video gamey thing. Okay. It's called the Playdate. Have you heard of this before? No. It's very, it is, it is very nichey, very niche within a niche. So, um, and you bought it like two years ago. I bought it a while ago. So they yeah. had, um, sent out a trailer releasing, uh, uh, showing off this, this new type of handheld and for this niche audience. And I was very much into it. I was like, I'm not going to pre-order it yet. And then a year or two pass and I pre-ordered it and pandemic happened. It took a while <laughs> to fill orders and all that. Oh, okay. This makes sense now. I was in group. Yeah, I was in group four. So I just got mine and they're still sending them out. I don't know how many there are in the wild. Um, Here it is. So I got a little case for it. So for audio listeners, this is going to help you out that much, but it's a little purple case that opens up like this. Here we go. Oh, it's Um, yellow. I love that. It it is yellow. It's very tiny. It's a very tiny little, if you see. It looks like maybe like half the size of a Game Boy. It's about half the size of a Game Boy. The screen's a little bit bigger than a Game Boy screen. Uh, There's a D-pad, there's an A and B button, and then this is is like the thing that kind of, then there's a, what is this, Tess? What am I looking at? Oh, a crank. <laughs> There's a crank on this bad boy. It has a little uh, hand crank. It's a little hand crank. And then uh what does um, the crank do? The crank, great question, is another control input. So you can oh, use your cool. crank for your games. And uh 
So I've got it kind of in sleepy mode. I'm going to hit the button and his little eyeballs are like, ooh, oh, oh I'm awake. And so. Oh, it's a little computer. It's like a little, um, yeah, here, give me one second. Let me go. It's called a play date. It's got a play date. So what it is, this is the deal. This is this. What's the deal? What's the deal <laughs> with that play date? Let me bring this up. Okay. Here's this. You see the name of this? What's the name of that game? Recommend recommendation dog recommendation dog so what it is it's it's a couple things so one it's kind of a call back to to uh a simpler time so to speak you got your very simple control d-pad a b and then a crank to spice things up <laughs> and the screen it is i think 420 pixels by 200 or something essentially for listeners it is a, a black and white screen it just does black and white um, on and off pixels, but it's very high resolution. Like it is, um, imagine like a very fancy Game Boy, like Super Game Boy. Now, what makes this good? It, it looks very good. Like it's one of those. It looks good for like this minimalist design, right? Yeah. Um, the idea for this came about. The company is called Panic, and they used to make just software, and then they wanted to get into the hardware game. The the big up against the big boys like a nintendo and a playstation um so they were like let's um we want to go back to a simpler time and so the this is the this is what makes it special i'm coming up to it um you buy it and uh it has two games on it right um and then each week you get two more games for a total of 12 weeks so 24 games the idea was originally it was going to release and you buy it and you don't know what games you're getting like it's a surprise and the idea was it came about when they were like if a game is being made um long before the game even comes out you know everything about it right but that feeling of you get to the playground and you go what is that secret or you go into the theater and like whoa i guess they made a second Ninja Turtle movie. I guess I'm going to go see that. Um, so uh, they had the kind of ultra. So the idea was when you bought it, everyone would get the same games at the same time. Since they had to release it in batches because of because of distributing issues. Now, when you buy it, All it is there. no, no, no. They still oh. drop feed it, which I appreciate it, but it's not it's not synchronous with everyone else, right? Like oh. when I when you boot it up. Um, you get your two games and then your next Monday, Monday's new game day, you get two more games and your next Monday, you get two more games. And uh, I'm just loving it. It's great. The games are really so good. Can you please tell me what recommendation I know, dog I know. <laughs> recommendation. I'm going to try to, and the speaker's really good. It's like, it really is like a high end, like imagine that it's like a really nice Game Boy. So let me turn this volume up. Can you hear that? Okay. Here's Recommendation Dog. So Recommendation Dog is about this dog that works in a... Um, his job is to find people um, jobs. So if someone comes in, they're like, I need a chef for my party right away. So if you okay. look on the Miss Main screen, you can you got two options. You can start your shift. Uh-huh. You hear this music? Yeah, it's good. You, <laughs> or, or you can you can bark. Okay. And then once you start your game, here you are in your little office. I know it's hard to see here. Wait, 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 let me catch it. There it is. You're in your little office. 
And I'm going to try. I'm doing this backwards for the listeners. So, <laughs> so you got kind of this little Rolodex. Oh, I see. Oh, wow. You're cranking through. Yeah, that. it's. Oh, so you're. And so you're basically matching people in your Rolodex to yeah. jobs that people need. Let's see. I can't read that backwards. Let's see. Please. I need a slow EMT. Okay. So a we go down EMT. and we're looking for an EMT. And then you match <laughs> you them real need quick. A fast one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they need a slow one, apparently. <laughs> Um, and that's that game for turtles. Yeah, 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 I need a very slow EMT. Um, and that's that game. So there's like a bunch of them. Um, a couple things that make the Playdate very special too is it's open source software, which means um, um, they're not gatekeeping who can put games on it. Um, so they'll release their original 24 that came out with season one. Um, there is a catalog you can go into and purchase other games that they've curated that other people have made. And they're like a dollar, three dollars, because they're very tiny games. Um, not necessarily by time, but by like memory mm-hmm. usage, you know, they're tiny. Um, and there's uh you can go to their website. They made something called Playdate Pulp, which is essentially uh a Mario Paint take on coding a video game. So they try to make it. It's still complex, you know, but they try to make it as easy as possible so you can make a game for the play date. You can release it on, there's a website called itch.io and ask people for money or say it's free. And if I go to itch.io, even games that play date or panic hasn't approved, I can go there and I can do what's called side loading where I take it. I put it in the tab in my profile and it pops up here for, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's like just a little thing that is weird and is just meant to be fun it's cool yeah 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 and the the thing that you saw at first when you were like it's like a little computer someone made a little personal organizer so i've been using it when i like to keep my work schedule yeah yeah it's very it's not very um what's the word like i could write a note much faster than it takes to put it in here but i still go through the effort because it's got check boxes and you can go you know um anyway um the play date um, by um, the company known as Panic, designed by Teenage Teenage Technologies, Teenage something. They're the ones who designed it. Is uh, stuff I'm loving. It's very cool. Um, my second stuff that I'm loving is a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called The Redemption of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm aware of this. I haven't listened to it, though. Okay. I've been real busy lately. So you have to fill me in. I will. Okay, so... Yusa's uh... gonna have to fill his <laughs> me's inza and then uh, bashing on the gooba fish and whatever. <laughs> so if you're unfamiliar with who Jar Jar Binks is and why he must be redeemed, he was a character in the star wars prequel trilogy um and he was a a divisive character when he when the movies first came out a lot of people decided they did not like this character and the um the the podcast is all about basically the phenomenon of what happened uh like like basically just everything associated with the the phenomenon of Jar Jar Binks and so basically this actor performer uh, artist his name was Ahmed Best and he was cast in this role it was a dream come true 
he had this amazing time filming a Star Wars movie with Liam Neeson. Well, back and... then, Star Wars movies didn't happen all the time, right? Like, we're sitting around 20 years, and we're like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, you have to cast your mind back to the 90s, and you were thinking, we'll never, ever have a Star Wars no. movie again. It was just those three, and they were fun while they lasted. And then George Lucas announces, actually... I'm going to uh, make a prequel series. Actually, I'm uh, working on a prequel series. It's going to have a, a lot of exciting adventures. That's my George Lucas adventures. impression. Thank you. Um, so, um, and, uh, and so this guy, and also, by the way, they revolutionized motion capture mm. animation. This was like the first movie to really do it um, the way that, now i mean nowadays like oh of course uh yeah you know benedict cumberbatch is doing uh motion capture the whole avatar movie all of that is motion capture and it's become a technology that we're really familiar with um at the time it was brand new and like the the um the fact that you had an animated character interacting with real actors was such a huge deal so it's basically about how all of this promising stuff just brought out the very worst in humanity (laughs) when the movie was released the hate that not only the character but the performer received was um like almost immeasurable like it's 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 really crazy and it's honestly not that different from what Mm -hmm. this course on the internet is like as we know it today it was the beginning of this um you know just saying whatever you want because you don't actually have to look the person in the face um and the guy who is hosting the podcast is a guy named dylan Marin, who knows a lot about this um he also hosts a podcast called conversations with people who hate me oh yeah that's a good one i love it and um he has a very similar story which is probably why he was drawn to the jar jar Binks story in that he was just doing his job being a performer being a a a, a voice actor um doing his thing and he would get all this hate on the internet people would tell and not just like oh i didn't like that thing you were in it was like i think you should kill yourself and it's and it's just like whoa that is like that's like a really wild thing to say to somebody but people don't i think people don't think about it they're on the internet they don't have to look the person in the face and so they just say these outrageous things and a lot of times honestly if you listen to the podcast you'll discover that a lot of times it's a projection of something that's going Mm -hmm. on in their life like they feel insecure about something and so they just project this like hate outwards like they, I guess it makes them feel better, like to tell someone else that they're they're crap when really they're the ones who are feeling like crap. Um, so it's a it's a very interesting podcast. It's very well produced. It's well written. It's um, the interviews in it are very insightful. Um, so there's three episodes out now. I think they're planning three more episodes at least. Um, it comes out weekly. Uh, the redemption of Jar Jar Binks is the stuff I've been loving. It's a podcast worth checking out. <laughs> Recently, I've uh, had some more time. I've been spending more time outside and kind of getting back into running and stuff, which means getting back into podcasts. So I'm going to have to check this out for sure. Okay, um, cool. When you said that, like people saying, go kill yourself. It's um, this, this bums me out a lot. But like uh, for uh, legacy listeners know that I'm a teen librarian and I don't know why. 
that's like the go-to phrase. Like uh, we've, my library system has something called the teen after hour teen center. So like our library is closed and for like two or three hours, it's just teens and librarians in there. So it's like a bunch of teens hanging out. We got activities and stuff like that. And when there's arguments, they go straight to, you should go kill yourself immediate. And sometimes it's not even an argument. It's like people passing in a hallway, like, Hey man, stupid shirt, go kill yourself. And I'm like, it is, it's brutal. And I try not to think about it too much because then I, I worry about my, worry about my girl and this, what is going on? And like, I will say, I, I don't, I don't want to scare you, but it does, it is getting younger and younger yeah. My my nephew, uh, six years old, he's on a peewee flag football team. And uh, I I was talking to him somewhat recently. Uh, he had lost a game. And I said, uh, buddy, are you okay? He seemed very upset that they'd lost the game. And he said, I wish I wasn't on the team. They'd be better off without me. Mm. I'm like, you're six years old. This is supposed to be fun. Yeah, um, yeah it's really sad. <laughs> well, I mean, not to not to like, I mean, that's tough because I think that's, I don't want to say that's a, that's not a natural response, but like, you know, you people lost and he's internalizing that, you know, it's, I think it's just, it's tough, you know, like Freya is definitely, yeah, Freya has definitely said things where I'm just like, Hey, you know, we're trying to watch this movie. Can you chill out a little bit? And then she'd be like, <laughs> fine, you know, you don't want me around at all. And I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like right now is not the time to write a scooter in front of the TV. That's all. <laughs> like we got to find the middle ground, you know? I think so it's like uh, these younger generations have a really hard time with like feelings of rejection. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah, yeah. It's really tough. Anyway, stuff I'm loving. <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is why we do it because we're best is... in the world, but we focus on the good stuff. So tell me about the stuff you're T- Tess, when I read that email from Ryan Dowd that he sent to me personally and everyone else, I was like, we're doing the same thing, right? Like we're looking around and we see something, something bigger than, way bigger than us, bigger than anyone that, and we're trying to do something, you know? Not to bring it back to Jesus, but imagine Jesus was born today. Like, would people even listen? Mm. You know, not to be that guy, but I mean, you know, and he's like, so guys love each other. And someone's like, yeah, even the Nazis, screw you, Jesus. Kill yourself. Go kill yourself. And he's like, no, you're going to do that to me. Burn like that. Anyway, stuff I'm loving. The next thing I'm loving is a uh, music. I've been loving music, and I'm gonna give you a choice. Have you heard of? Uh, give me one second. The it's not a musical. I guess it's a musical. It's it's called Epic the Musical. Have you heard of this? Oh, I'm very excited for you. Then, if if you don't <laughs> mind, so I was between a few things, but this is it. Um, it isn't complete yet. So I don't think it's a musical as in like, it's just a, what's the word? An album, right? And it tells a story of the um, the Odyssey starring okay. um, Odysseus and starting mm-hmm. with the uh, the Trojan War and uh, working your way through. And right now there's just two, I guess the right way to say is albums, but they're, they're like shorter than that. They're part of this bigger story. And the first one's all about Troy. The Troy, the bat, the War of Troy, and the second one involves um, um, when Odysseus encounters a Cyclops, and it is um, 
I, I mean, I think the word obsession gets tossed around a lot, but when I first heard it, like I couldn't stop. And so it was just the first part. And the first part was really like 15 minutes. It was five different songs. And then they added the the second part, which was, you know, another 15 minutes. So now we're up to 30 minutes. And it's, I don't want to say it's like Hamilton, but for the Iliad, but I'm just going to play a little bit. Okay. And, uh, and uh, you, you tell me, I'm just, I love it. I, lo- I love it. I love it. It pumps me up so much. Okay. Um, here, wait, I got to pause this. And here, I'm going to hit this button right here. You'll tell me if you can't hear it, right? You hear it? All right, my brothers, listen closely. Mm. Tonight we make the Trojans pay. Ten years of war, they killed us slowly. But now we'll be the ones who slay. Think of your wives and your children. Your families wonder where you've been. Growing old and yet you're still here Do what I say and you'll see them again Yes sir! Diomedes will lead the charge Agamemnon will flank the guards Menelaus will let our mates through the gates To take the whole city at large Juicer will shoot any ambush attacking Little Ajax will stay back Nestor, secure Helen and protector Leo, avenge your father, kill the brothers of Hector Yes sir! Find that inner strength now Use that well of pride Fight through every pain now Inside. What do you live for? What do you try for? What do you wish for? What do you fight for? What do you live for? What do you try for? What do you wish for? What do you fight for? Penelope, <laughs> Penelope, and to I fight for us. I fight for us. Penelope, what do you try for? Telemachus, I'm on my way. This is the son of none other than Troy's very own Prince Hector. Know that he will grow from a boy to an avenger. One fumed with rage as you're consumed by age. If you don't end him now, you'll have no one left to save. You can say goodbye to You can say goodbye to I could raise him as my own. Your house and throw. 
do this The blood on your hands is something you won't lose All you can choose is There we go. There's our there's our first song. That's the first song. That's the first song. Man, they kick it off. It is dope, right? I've got chills. I have so many questions. Yeah, (laughs) ask me all those questions. Oh, here, wait, real quick, real quick. Uh, That song that we played is called "The Horse and the Infant." It is. I think all of this is written by Jorge Riviera, Riviera Herons, and. uh, uh, and it, it credits Luke Holt on there as well. So that's called okay. The Horse and the Infant, the first song of of Epic, <laughs> the Troy saga. Yeah. Number one, you said that they are making these albums that are telling the story. Is this being staged anywhere? Or... I don't think so. I think it's just where a... did you discover this? <laughs> I was I was at the gym at Sport okay. Rock. I was climbing, and I does. think. As we were doing, and I was listening to something, and I finished the album, and then play the Spotify was like, you want, you might want to listen to this. I see. And I was like, what is this? Right? It's good, right? It's so really good. I but I am so like intrigued yeah. by like what the purpose of this artistic. It's just like is. a cool. I don't know. I mean, it feels like something you would go see, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I do want to see it. Like after hearing that, that was so interesting. I just want to sit here and play more songs <laughs> is what I want to do. Oh man, it's it's so good. And the second one, so right now it's just um Troy and then Cyclops. Those are the two that are out. And I checked. Let me, I'm gonna check right now if the other one's out. I don't think so. And I don't know how often they're coming out. I think maybe once every six months or so. But uh, anyway, um, Epic the Musical is uh, uh, stuff I'm loving. It's uh, it's great, man. It makes me happy. So That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Just thought, of, yeah, check it out. It's on Spotify. They're all there, and uh, you can have a grand old time when you when you listen to it. So cool. Uh, should we talk about some tales from Let's the tales? tales. From from the library. <laughs> Sorry, this, I'm out of sync. There it is. Tales from the library. Tales from the library. Read some books. Read some books. We also have online resources <laughs> for um any of our audio listeners. I was just. I think my dance moves. I look very much like a. <laughs> Like the way the cone heads moved in the cone head movie. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around. Um all back. Yeah, classic. Yeah, cone heads, man. Yeah, Freya watched that recently and loved it. She thought it was very silly. I'm Their big, heads. I'm a big Dan Aykroyd fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh he's he was great in Tommy Boy, you know? So <laughs> um so uh my tale from the library that I just thought of I Leaf and I were kind of discussing this before we got on air um uh, librarying is hard during the summer it's very stressful it's very busy it's our vietnam in many ways <laughs> every year <laughs> every year it's an I mean I know people are lower, like laughing at us but it's true but um it is it's um it's if if like burnout 
is something that you're worried about like it's definitely going to happen to you like probably in the month of june and then it just continues throughout the summer it's rough um i recently saw some statistics about our like our the the uh not only just the summer reading statistics but how many new cards we've created our door counts it's just through the roof and uh the branch that i work at is actually like the uh most uh visited most used branch in the tri-county area so it's yeah wait a second mm-hmm. not to i mean i i i completely but does that mean it's not competition does this mean what i think it means yeah you guys beat out lexington park we beat lexington park we're beating them real badly (laughs) that's a big deal because lexi i mean you like it was a given like oh Just, just this past week we had um a thousand more visitors than they did and you compare that to the tri-county area we're on fire um but it's also a little bit like um while that's exciting it's like you know it's not a competition but we're winning it's also it also means like everyone's kind of to use a vietnam reference shell-shocked uh at this point like just just like it's just been so busy and 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 you know and if we have any vietnam vets listening we are we are not making light of your situation mean, yeah, no of course not to be disrespectful we no. appreciate the service that you provided to our of course family. we'd love to buy you a steak dinner sometime or maybe you're a vegetarian we'll buy you like a, a mushroom burger Just a carrot reach out. reach out uh <laughs> but um uh so it's been it's been wild um uh, and and also just like the public library is a place where humans of all kinds congregate mm-hmm. and you know just when that happens there's bound to be conflict and um yeah I won't say more about it but <laughs> I just say I was kind of trying to come up with something like heartwarming that happened this over the past couple of weeks and I was having a hard time because I was just so focused on how busy I everything mean, is. I'll tell you right now today <laughs> I mean I think I, I usually so this is how I measure if the day's been good or not <laughs> I, I measure the day because you know you get to home from work and you know your significant other or someone in your family goes how was your day right yeah and I think the easy metric is to be like uh uh, like what happened during my day did good things happen or bad things but i always judge it like did i keep my cool or did i lose my s and not lose my s like did i get angry <laughs> although that's possible did i fall into despair did i completely lose faith in it and today today was a good one i kept that's it together good. but i gotta tell you i came into work and it it hit me hard and fast mm. you know like it doesn't take much and i know if there if we have any listeners that that don't visit their local libraries or they have um, libraries in the area that aren't that busy. It might be hard to fathom, but there are some, some libraries that like, you know what, I'm going to, we've got an important job. We do, you know, it takes its toll, but I mean, we're busy for a good reason. Right. You know, Um, but we're still just humans. Yeah, yeah, I know. And we we're we want to be important to the community. Like that's our that's yeah. that's our goal. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's hard, especially when you're there's not a whole lot of you, it's not a whole lot of library uh on librarians on staff and they don't get paid a whole lot. Um, so it is hard. Um 
but I did think of something uplifting that happened. <laughs> so uh, we're planning. Lift, lift us up, Tess. Lift, lift here, us. let me lift you up. Um, I don't, I don't know if you know this, Leaf, but Leonard Town, the town that I work in, is about to be visited by the world's largest rubber duck. You know what's so funny? Amanda asked me if I had heard about this. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I thought she was messing with me, but then she showed me a picture of this duck. It's very big. It's a big duck. It's the world's largest and it's coming to our town and everyone is in a chizzy about this duck. And um, (laughs) so (laughs) the library decided that we had to do a duck story time down where the duck is going to be um are you guys going down to the wharf oh yeah so of course i volunteered for duck story time um i'm pretty stoked about it um and i'm working with our new outreach team um we've got a we're supposed to have a bookmobile um i think we paid for the bookmobile about a year and a half ago (laughs) it has not come to us yet um probably similar to your play date it's i was gonna say maybe the bookmobile is made by panic by uh supply chain issues and stuff like that um so the bookmobile is on its way but for now we've got two bookmobile librarians with no bookmobile but they find ways to keep busy doing things throughout the community um and they are doing a duck story time down by the duck and i am going to help them and um, we were just discussing like what duck things we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And have you are you um, familiar with the Rafi song "Little White Duck"? Yeah. Um, uh, we've decided that we're going to sing a rendition of that with the kids, but we're going to change it to "Big Yellow Duck" because the the rubber duck that's coming. Classic. To visit that's a good choice. Not little or white, she's a big yellow duck. She I'm so she, she a BBD, big beautiful duck. Yeah, I'm so excited to see her. I just like I feel like she's gonna bring so much. Does joy. she have a name? I don't think she does. Oh. Not that I know of. But hmm. um, but uh, yeah. So I'm getting ready for the duck. Is my tale from the library and coming up with my rendition of Big Yellow Duck. <laughs> have you guys decided what book you're doing? Um, no, we pulled all of our big. Books yeah, you probably need a big book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I'm kind of interested in one duck stuck. Um I, I was it. I was gonna say what off the top of my head, I think one duck stuck is really good. And then um I don't know if you guys have a big book of this or not, but um shoot a goose. It's the Emily Gravitz one where the egg t- spoiler oh. turns out to be a crocodile. Yes, I remember that story. I forget what it's called, yeah. but that's another good one. I don't think we have a big book of yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's a duck that's like taking care of it, I think. I think but it's I- sort of like an ugly duckling story, yeah. but instead of uh, a duck, it's a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, and at the end there's a big scare, like a snap. Yeah. <laughs> what's your tale from the library oh um i got just a short one so uh i work with teens and uh um you know that has his own particular brand of uh stresses and disappointments <laughs> and and moments where i reflect upon myself and go what am i what question am i doing now and i question everything <laughs> and um yeah that's exactly right and also often i they don't realize the pressure that's on them because when I look at them, I see the future and, oh, God, oh, my God, uh, that, oh, my God, but it's fine. 
anyway, uh, there are two guys that come in that are that are regulars, and their paths up until recently, as far as I know, have never really crossed. One is a uh, uh, Mr. Henry. He's a very polite uh, um, high schooler, and he comes in. He we open up, and he goes straight to that computer, and then he'll uh, leave at the end of the day. And um, he comes to some programs, and he talks to me sometimes. And he's a real nice guy. Um, he always asks me, "Hey," he goes. Do you have any strong political or religious oh. beliefs? Because oh, I would like really? to debate you. And I say, nope, that's not going to happen, buddy. And then he would say, okay. And then I'll walk away. Uh, there's another guy that comes in named Mr. William, who is um, you know, also a high schooler. And he's uh, uh, very loud and uh, <laughs> uh, has a tendency to insult those around him. And uh, not really realize that he's doing it. Like, for example, he'd be like, hey, how's it going? Bowl cut. And the kid would be like, don't call me bowl cut and i'm like hey william don't like don't just use people's names man it's you know don't do that and he always talks about do you know about rizzing have you heard of rizzing um i i think i know what riz is what is riz to have charisma oh maybe that's the origin of it so william uses riz. i never i haven't seen i haven't heard it used as a verb yet <laughs> yeah it's it's not great but Rizzing in William's words is when you riz up um bees, <laughs> women, not a great term oh, for women, oh, gotcha. to okay. to be with you. Like you're rizzing up girlfriends, okay. essentially. Okay. And when he plays DD, there's been a few times I've had to kill off his character for causing um being a nuisance to everyone. Anyway. Great griefing is he griefing <laughs> uh he's just be like he really wanted to like lick this person's toes in the game and i told him if you do that it's gonna come with cop uh repercussions and he was like yeah i'm gonna do it and i was like they didn't like it and they stabbed you and you're dead i'm <laughs> no, sorry you're <laughs> now you're dead sorry william um anyway just recently and william is interesting guy because he's great at chess and he come he he's a regular to our chess club as well and which, by the way, both Henry and William visiting the library, which means, guess what? I'm glad you guys are here, really. After anything I'm saying here, like, I'm, you guys came into the library, you're coming to programs, you're using our stuff. That's exactly why we're here. Um, and to Chess Club recently, both Henry and William, they crossed paths recently. And it was, it was such a beautiful pairing because they're such very different people. So there was a middle schooler at this, uh, at this uh, chess club and he, they were talking. And usually when I set up programs, I kind of like I'm there, but then I'm backing up. Like it's different from children's programs where like, they're not there to hang out with me for the most part. They're there to hang out with each other. And the middle schooler was talking about like, soon I'm going to high school. You guys got any tips? Super earnest and sweet. And Henry was like, Henry was like, yeah, you're going to want to join a club because if you join a club, then you got a good group of friends and they're a good end to other groups. And William said, yeah, you're right. You're going to want to start doing drugs go in the bathroom and do all the drugs you can do. And the kid's like, that's a bad idea. Yeah. I don't like that. And William's like, and Henry's like, yeah, you're right. Don't listen to William over here. He goes, so first, what you're going to want to do too, is if you've got time, you can maybe have a side job too. So you've got money and then you can do things with your money with your new friends. And William said, that's right. Or Henry or William says, uh, you should rob a bank. That's oh. right. Are there any guns in the house? You should get a gun and rob a bank. Anyway, all that to say is they didn't mean to do like this, good cop, bad cop kind of situation. And luckily the middle schooler wasn't, uh, he was smart enough to know that William was being a dummy, but boy, it was, um, 
it was wonderful to to behold um yeah that sounds very entertaining william was like yeah find a bathroom and do as many drugs as you can and henry's like don't do that so maybe like a book club a book uh yearbook club or maybe (laughs) drama club and william's like maybe um you know like meth (laughs) or you know it was very good it was enjoyable and william william's a very good guy he's a good guy he just needs to be like like i caught him like just spinning scissors like on his fingers like around people and i was like william don't don't do that. Let's put the scissors away. That kind of stuff, you know? Oh, and sounds like William might have some baggage to unpack. W- William has a lot because he's very much like, a, like, it'll be like, here's the, t- hey, how's your day? Hey, how's your day going? Is what he'll ask me. I'm like, oh, it's been tough. He'll be like, sounds like a skill issue. <laughs> but I don't, I, I don't think he's like, I mean, I don't think he knows he's being a jerk is what I'm saying, you know? So. That also shows, like, what a teen librarian you are now, um, because, like, you just let it it unfold. And I, I, as a children's librarian, I would have been like, no, let's not do drugs. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like, it's it's really like, like, William, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just kind of let the thing slide. My my general rule is as long as as long as everyone's getting along and and no one's getting hurt. And everyone's happy. I even don't let people know, but I even let I even let some of the curses fly because I'm like, as long as they're, you know, sometimes it's just part of the language. And I was like, as long well, as everyone's fine. I think that's being a teen librarian. Yeah. I think. Like, I feel like that's just part of the the territory is letting them yeah. do their thing because um, it, it's almost like more harm to like. Yeah, I want that. I do want them to come. Yeah. And yeah. so if they're all playing Smash Brothers and one of them was like, F you, I lost. Okay. F you, I lost. No. Gotcha. Those yeah. are two different FUs. One's fine. I do tell them, keep it down. I said, not all the other librarians are as cool as I am. Keep it down. You know? So I'm like, you know. Um, anyway, that's my tale from the library. Um, and kids don't do drugs. So. But do join the yearbook club. <laughs> do the Drake meme. Like, uh, no, 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 no. Drugs are drugs. No, ah, drugs. yearbook club. club. Yeah, extracurricular yeah. activities. Uh. Did you learn a life lesson this week? I did. That's great. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Tess, lay that la- lay that. Oh, we're still laughing in the video. Hey, lay that lay that lesson lesson down on us. Slap um, that lesson upon the table. That is so our ears. You got it. I was uh, flipping through my own serial killer journal mm-hmm. earlier. Um, I wish I brought it with me so I could show you. I'll bring it next time. I brought volume one with me. I brought yeah, volume I'll one. Bring, I'll bring my next time and I'll show it to you. But I was flipping through. I was like, what are the life lessons that I've learned lately? And I've decided to go with this one. Um, sorry to disappoint anyone who didn't like our God talk earlier because it, it sort of relates to incoming God talk. The, I, should we have a should we have a segment? <laughs> <laughs> i've i've often thought of because we it, i think so for our, our podcast like we're just chatting right you yeah. know and we're we're discussing things we're you know we're all we're all we're, learning we're about riffing. ourselves yeah we're riffing and i i've often thought of a spin-off podcast called same god y'all Oh, and we're uh, serious. Yeah, where we yeah have uh, fun theological conversations with I, your that, local librarians. That does 
that does sound fun. So this um, life lesson stems out of that. So mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, for the Jewish people, it, the the general belief is that the answer to all questions lie in Torah. So if you um, are seeking any kind of inspiration, you should you should go read your Torah and the answer is probably in there. So often when I am uh, uh, faced with the uh, things that I uh, don't understand or maybe feel sad about, I will, I will just go and read. And I was reading one day um, and a lot of times I'm sort of like aimlessly reading. I'm just like, you know, flipping to a passage and just seeing what kind of speaks to me. And I was recently reading um, about the time uh, that the Israelites were, as they were wandering through the desert, were beset by snakes. Um, oh. And the snakes were killing people. Um, and the, the people went to Moses and they said, will you please pray to God on our behalf um, for him to deliver us from these snakes? And so Moses uh, spoke to God as he as he did. And God instructed Moses to create an image of a snake is actually i think it's made of bronze like make a make a like a, a visage of a snake and when the people look upon the snake they will be cured um of their the, fear of the snake or of their snake venom the venom that okay. is killing people but it's interesting that you mentioned mm-hmm. the fear because i was thinking to myself well it's kind of weird isn't it um now and and God is known for working in very mysterious ways. We can't um, even fathom it. You know, we can't. There's no way for us to understand. Um, but I thought, okay, if all the people are dying from these snake bites, maybe you get rid of the snakes. Maybe you um, create some sort of anti venom. Maybe like uh, if you're God, you could do literally anything. I thought and the snakes and the candy canes. I thought it was very interesting that. God's proposed solution to this problem was to just show everyone basically a picture of a snake and then they would be cured. And, um, and, and so it was, and it was good or whatever, but I, I, I couldn't stop thinking. And it was, it was most excellent. Yes. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, Hmm, I wonder why you did that. And then I started to think about exposure therapy are you familiar with this so the idea of exposure therapy within the world of psychology is that if you are deeply affected by something perhaps you have a phobia um let's say for instance you don't like elevators you think elevators are really scary um and you don't want to ride them and it's really affecting your life because there are elevators in the world and you you can't seem to avoid them and sometimes you have to ride them and that's really really scary So maybe you're seeing a psychologist and they employ this exposure therapy. Maybe they have you look at pictures of elevators. And then once you kind of feel okay looking at a picture of one, maybe you go and you stand in a hallway and you watch an elevator for a while. And then maybe you start to feel a little better about that. And then maybe you, uh, your psychologist invites you to take a ride, just one ride, just a very short ride on an elevator. Or maybe you just spend some time in an elevator looking at the buttons. Um, and the idea is that eventually you'll be able to ride the elevator. You won't be afraid of the elevator anymore. And the thing is, this therapy 
um, any psychologist will tell you from what I've read, all the articles I've read about this type of therapy is that it does not get rid of the fear. You will probably always be afraid of that thing, but your continued exposure to it makes you more brave. So it's not that you're not afraid, but you are willing to engage with the thing that you're afraid anyway, because you are brave. And I thought maybe that's what God was doing with the snake. People were afraid of the snake. And in his way, he was doing a very, very early form of exposure therapy and making the people braver. And I thought, well, if it was good enough for Moses and the Israelites, maybe it it would be good for me to expose myself to something that I feel uneasy and insecure about. And so um, I'm riddled with anxiety, very, very severe mental illness. Um, If you're curious, listeners, about what those specific anxieties are, uh, we've got 70-something episodes where we we highly detail both of our anxieties. You'll be privy to several mental breakdowns by both of us. (laughs) Thanks for listening to two people just barely hanging on uh, the podcast. Um, uh, So one one of the many things that gives me anxiety is not knowing where I'm going. Um, so someone says you have to go to a place and, um, uh, you have to figure out how to get there. Um, that is, uh, and you've never been there before. That is like, so scary to me. I don't, a lot of people love travel. I don't particularly like travel because it encompasses this anxiety I have of like going someplace I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get there. And is it going to be okay when I get there? Um, so I decided that I was going to be brave. Um, like Moses and the Israelites. And so I had to go someplace for work and um, I decided I just got in the car and I turned, I put the address in the GPS and I just went. So I didn't plan a route. I, this is what I would normally do. I would like, you know, I would look up like, you know, traffic patterns and I would look up, you know, what is the like, and I would probably choose a route that I was really familiar with, like roads that I already know, that sort of thing. Cause I was just traveling like within the County, but I, I realized nothing bad can really happen to me. Like I'm in my, I'm, I mean, besides all of the terrible things that can happen to you, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in my car. I'm, this GPS knows where I'm going. It has all of the information and it's going to tell me step-by-step. All I have to do is just go along for the ride. And, and so I did that. I went, I went to a place and I will tell you the whole time I was like, I don't know what road I am on. I don't, it's weird that I've lived in this County for 15 years and I've never seen this farm. Like where am I? (laughs) But I just, I just told myself it's okay. You're going to, it's, you're going to get there. Like, you know, nothing bad is going to happen to you. You're just riding down some roads you've never been on before. And actually this is probably good for you to learn more about the County and where things are. And now you're more familiar with this route. So it'll be less scary next time. And also something that I always forget about the location that I live in, which I think probably a lot of people forget this because you're just constantly in your location and you're more exposed to like negative things about your location. Mm -hmm. But like the world is 
is beautiful. The world is quite beautiful. And our county that I live in is actually very beautiful. There's lots of very scenic areas. There's beautiful trees to look at. There's yeah. fields. A couple there's cute water. state parks you guys got down yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah. so there I was. I, I I was driving through the county on these roads I'd never been on, past farms I'd never seen. And I was doing my very best to enjoy the scenery. Um, and um and I got to my destination and it was quite uneventful. And I thought to myself, how silly you were, Tess, to even worry about all of this. And I like to think that I'm a little braver now. And so I would just encourage um, our listeners that if there is something that you are very affected by, maybe something that you're afraid of, I don't know, maybe give it a try. Maybe give exposure a try. Maybe just you know, uh, allow your, yourself some time to think about it, maybe look at some pictures of it, or maybe even just go out and do it, whatever it is. And maybe it'll make you a little braver and maybe you'll, you'll feel a little better about it. And that's my life lesson. That's a, that I learned. It's a good lesson. <laughs> it had a beginning, a middle resolution. <laughs> I am. Um, it's interesting too. I imagine that's gotta be so tough for you too, because I feel like as a librarian, I'm constantly being asked to go to places I don't know where I'm going. Like, yeah, some, like I'll be like, <laughs> and it like, because it, I'll be like, here's a, you need to go to this school for an outreach. I'll be like, I've never been there before. Okay. And it's, it's got to be really tough, you know? Um, and also we all experience our anxiety in different ways. You know, like, it's interesting where someone will be like, oh, it's on this street. And in my head, I was like, okay, so I'll drive down the street and look for a school. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, that looks like a school. Let's go in there. Let's see if that's the place, you know. Um, but um, I had to take Freya. Freya had a, a summer camp, like a day camp kind of thing. And uh, it was at a local school down here. And I kind of knew where it was, but not really, you know. And I found the school. And I told Freya, I was like, okay, let's go in this door. Because schools have a bunch of doors. And I was like, yeah. let's try this one. Yeah. And Freya was like really upset. It was hard. She was like, oh, we're going to get in trouble. Mm. We're going to get arrested. I was like, no, it's okay. I don't know which door we're going in. But I'll <laughs> tug on it. I'm like, this was not right. Let's go over here. And she kept getting like more and more upset. Like, oh, no, we're going to get in trouble. We're going to, because it kind of feels like you're breaking the rules. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel bad, but it was like, I don't know, like everyone experienced their anxiety different, but I told her, I said, Hey Frey, I get you're upset, but would I take us somewhere if we're going to get arrested? No, you know? And sure enough, like it was kind of confusing. The actual door was locked. You had to call like a number that was on the door. And anyway, it does the whole thing. But all that to say is that like, yeah, we all experience it differently. And you know what? Maybe by tugging on all those random school doors, I was helping Freya get used to, um, you know, anxiety around, I don't know, thinking we were breaking the rules or something. I think, you know? and also like you bring up another interesting point about trust, like mm -hmm. Freya can just trust you because you're not going to let anything bad happen to her. You would think um, so. She was convinced we were going to get arrested, but <laughs> you can, um, you know, if you feel comfortable putting your trust in other people and in institutions, or maybe even a higher power, um, you GPS? know, GPS. Yeah. You know? I mean, really, when you left, you put your, and it's funny because so, um, you know, I've been living, how long has it been since I left St. Mary's? I think it's been three years. Three least. years. That's at so least. weird. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still like, I'm still not that familiar. Like Frey and I went to the movies and we've been to the theater. I don't know. 
like I've probably seen, I don't know how many movies, 15 movies since I've been here. I don't know, maybe more. I still use my GPS. Like, I still don't know where I'm going, you know, and Amanda knows. But yeah, it's just funny how, I don't know, like directions don't stick in my head. Um, but you're right. Excellent lesson, Tess. Thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Let us wrap things up with a little bit of a positivity pause where we take a moment thinking about stuff that we're thankful and stuff that we love about ourselves. Oh, oh, yeah. Thank you to Mr. Leo Wright for doing the wiggler for us. Uh, what's something you're thankful for, Tess? Um, let me get my notes out. Well, you go first. Oh, I'll go first. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you right now, this is a real simple one. But um, the other day, actually for 4th of July, Amanda and I didn't really have any plans. You know, our plan was just to hang out around the house. And for some reason, holidays don't really stick and mine and Amanda is like, we're not big, like, guys, it's St. Patrick's Day. Let's go nuts, you know? And if it wasn't for Freya, um, like, I don't know, we didn't even really do Christmas, you know? Like, if it wasn't for Freya, like, there were some years we were like, should we put the tree up? Ah, no, no. Um, but anyway, 4th of July, we were just hanging out. And I don't remember how we got in the car. Oh, I think Amanda had to, she, Amanda was going to go in the grocery store and we were telling Freya, like, once we go in, we're just buying groceries, but not toys. Because the thing we've had a difficult time with her is we everywhere we go, because there there are toys kind of everywhere, yeah. you know, or things yeah. to buy, and she'll want something. And I understand that, but we got a lot of some things. Um, anyway, it started a conversation about space in the house and toys that she plays and not doesn't play with. And Freya did an excellent, excellent job where we got all the toys and we'll pull one out and be like, is this a keep or get rid of? And she'll think about it. She'll be like, that one's get rid of. Uh, for example, she has zero love for My Little Ponies. She has zero <laughs> love for any type of Barbie. She got a couple Elsa oh, wow. dolls. Gone, gone, <laughs> gone. I'm trying to think of other things that were like, that is gone. Um, popular things, though, to keep. Any squishy toys, squishies, mm -hmm. and little tiny toys. Like little tiny, like a little milkshake with a smiley face. That's classic Freya. Um, but anyway, the thing I'm thankful for is... For my daughter and my wife, because she's the one. So this is the reasoning. She said, well, Freya, when we go to the grocery store, you can pick out two toys, but we got to go through all your toys first. So like Freya got two new toys, but we got rid of like a garbage bag worth of McDonald's toys, which, by the way, if we need like new housing for people, just start melting down McDonald's toys because <laughs> there are a billion of them. There are so many a garbage bag and then a big laundry basket of toys that are um, we're going to find homes for, you know, because they're like worth it. Um, yeah. But anyway, we got rid of a lot. And Freya, uh, I think, learned an important lesson along That's the way. Great. And it was just really it was the highlight of my day. You know, it was incredible. And because because we space is finite and. And there's a lot of, it was a lot of toys, a lot of junk, things falling on her and stuff like that. And and she's looking for one toy out of a billion. And anyway, that's what I'm thankful for. Freya and Amanda in that scenario. 
I am. Um, I am also uh, grateful for uh, my family. I'm very grateful for my beloved husband, Brett. He is uh, an amazing person. I'm so proud to be his wife. Um, he is uh, just constantly sacrificing for his family. Mm-hmm. He's a very generous person. And I'm very, very grateful um, to have him in my life, um, for so many reasons. Um, yeah. So listeners, why don't you think about something or someone in your life that you're grateful for and shout it to the rooftops. Oh God, that was really loud. Oh, I can hear that. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was incredible. It was like a, a was it a Ricola commercial? <laughs> you know, it was echoing off the mountaintops. Um, Wait, what is something you love about yourself? Uh, I actually don't have anything queued up. Let me think about this. What's something <laughs> I love about myself? Um, you know, I'll keep it simple. I don't think I think, it, oh boy. It's tough being a dad, but I love that I'm a good dad. I, If I was a bad dad, my job would be a lot easier because <laughs> I would do less and I would worry less. But I do a lot and I worry a lot. And that makes me a good dad. And that's what I, I love about myself. <laughs> I also appreciate that you're a good dad. Uh, loving kindness to all the good dads and good moms out there in the world. Uh, we love you. We know it's hard. <laughs> it is something man it is something just you know keep, keep on keeping on it's worth it okay guys um the thing that i chose that i love about myself is um i was uh i was recently having a conversation actually <laughs> having a conversation again about this idea of of um uh what is sort of recognized as christianity in our country mm. uh in opposition to what is actually in the the text and the history of the person that the, the religion is the words suppo- of jesus supposedly based off of mm-hmm. um and um and uh the dissonance that occurs there and i was talking to someone about it and i said it requires self awareness to take the next step and think about what it is that you're doing or what it is that you've mm-hmm. been taught and to say, does this really line up? Is, am I really doing what he would do in this situation, which is what my goal is supposed to be. And um, I, what I like about myself is that comes very easy to me. I don't think it comes easy to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I love about myself is uh, self-awareness. I'm almost too self-aware to be honest, but, we, but it comes you in and me. I have the same problem where <laughs> it comes. we're kind of like, hey, everyone <laughs> take a moment and question yourself. And you and I are like, I'm always questioning myself. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. To Should do I? That. There was a period. I, I still do this from time to time. If I wake up and I'm like, oh, my ear, my like I take my shower and I get my Q-tip and I use two. And I'm like, oh, man, I could have just used one for both ears. Why am I? Why am why, I so why, why am I so wasteful? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it does come in handy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um especially when you're considering kind of like philosophical questions and stuff like that. It's good to um have that self-awareness and to kind of independently uh think thoughts and not be affected by uh you know, group think, I guess. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I I think it's, it's easier to think that you're right. Right. Oh, of course I'm right. That guy's wrong. That guy's dumb. 
I'm right. That person's evil. I'm right. And it's much harder to think, well, maybe I'm wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So listeners, why don't you take a moment and think about something that you love about yourself and you don't have to yell it if you don't want to, but if you do go ahead. Okay. I don't think they yelled at that time. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, if you'd like to send us anything that you love, any tales from your local library or lessons that you've learned, you can send them to us at sameteamyall at gmail.com. We would love to get them. Um, also, like I said, we're on YouTube, same team y'all. Why apostrophe A-L-L? A-L-L? A-L-L, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that just sounded... That sounded weird. It sounded like AOL for a second. <laughs> um, and also we're on Twitter at same team y'all. Um, I have not put Twitter uh, like the app on my phone in a long time. I'm thinking of it because I've, I'm slowly test. No, you're saying don't do it. Well, so that I can participate in the same team y'all on this. Oh, well, know? if you, if you're doing it just to post to our, to our Twitter feed, that's fine. But I would, I wouldn't recommend going much further out from. Yeah. Our- <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just thinking I've been slowly, you've known this test slowly um, entering the waters of being a, an actual um, a competent <laughs> partner in this podcasting adventure. So um, also, if you have any friends or loved ones, um, go ahead and tell them about us and say nice things if you like to. Um, and remember, we love you. But not in a creepy way. <laughs>